2: Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's the Rob
3: Carson Show. We are broadcasting live from New York City. New York City, everybody, look, Mom, I made it to New York City. How cool is that? Welcome to the uh welcome to the show. We uh it may sound a little different to you. Uh you may notice a little bit of uh uh a change in the microphone sound whatever. I don't know. I I I'm doing it the show fly from New York. We are in Manhattan today at, uh, at Newsmax HQ and this is the second year that I have done it in the uh, shadow literally out the window. Let me paint a picture for you. Uh Chrysler Building. How cool is that? There's a Chrysler Building. It's so crazy. It's um it's kind of interesting as someone who uh, has not spent a lot of time in New York, and I guess maybe I have the perspective of uh, most people you kind of you've been to New York, maybe you maybe came here on a vacation or whatever, and so I'm that goofy guy who I tried to be cool about it yesterday when I when I arrived and <clears throat> I got out on the street about three o'clock and decided to head down. The only thing that I really wanted. I didn't care about seeing the, uh, uh, the see the uh, the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. Didn't really care. Uh, didn't really care to see Radio City. Didn't really care to see uh, Macy's and all that. I just wanted to get, <laughs> I just wanted to get to Broadway, so I could get a piece of race pizza because I hadn't eaten anything all day and uh, last year when I came here uh, I got Ray's Pizza and it was a gift from God. It was uh, it was marvelous. So uh, it was uh, that's what I did yesterday. I walked down to Ray's Pizza. I got a, I had two pieces of pizza, which if you know New York pizza, it, one piece of pizza is enough for a meal. I decided to go back to the hotel room with a ball of dough the side of both of my fists in my stomach uh, where I slept beautifully. But anyway, we are here uh, broadcasting live from uh, New York, and if I'm not to- I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that Jim Gossett, uh, by the way, who had a sold out show in Atlanta over the weekend, thanks to this radio program, created a theme song for the broadcast. So let's go ahead and run it, shall we? I think we shall. Jim Gossett on the Rob Carson Show,
4: broadcasting live from New York, New York. Life's good. America! Start spreading the news. Rob Carson's in town. Broadcasting from the heart of it. Uh. New York, New York. It's kind of cool. Yes, Rob's paid his dues. You can't keep him down. He's at Newsmax who started it right here here in New York. Rob wants to shake up this fine city that never sleeps. It didn't last night, I'll tell you that. Because his radio show has taken big leaps. It's growing his political views. Conservative, you bet. They are winning the day. Uh-huh. His show. Don't miss one part of it. Ugh. From old New York. <laughs> if Rob can oh. take it there, he'll take.
3: It is um, a pleasure to be here in New York as a guest of Newsmax, and uh, and they're the guys who made it possible, and so um, it is uh, it is a little overwhelming for me. I might get all about New York and all this, but but I'm going to tell you, it is, uh, it is such an honor to be here and uh, to be able to share it with you. And we've got a, a bunch of things we're going to get to. I, I'm definitely going to get into, uh, and I've had a lot of a chance to digest the word from uh, Twitter on Friday, the Twitter files that were downloaded, and... There are a lot of people who are saying, oh, it really wasn't that big a deal with stuff we already knew. Well, it might have been stuff we already knew, but it is also stuff that had been banned. All right, So it's, it's stuff we already knew, but the mainstream media banned it. And they still are, by the way. They still are banning it. Uh, the, the major networks didn't touch on it at all. And i got to tell you, um, guys, of all the things you could be derelict on with regard to the First Amendment, you might want to start talking about this because it involved you. It involved you. And if you think it's just about Twitter, and if you just think it's about a couple of posts that were downloaded or not downloaded, but were flagged by the Biden administration, you're wrong. And the truth is going to come out. With regard to this administration, they hit the ground running after an election where the FBI literally worked with Facebook and presumably other social media to quell the talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, you're thinking, oh, the only reason they did is because uh, Hunter had some pictures, uh, you know, naked picture. No, 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 no. Every story from Hunter Biden's laptop, everything on Hunter Biden's laptop was declared verboten by Twitter and, consequently, also Facebook and the mainstream media, which me, to me, says they had tentacles in every single aspect of communication in the United States of America. And if you don't believe me, I'll prove it to you today. And then... I am told that Elon Musk is going to be unveiling more things as this progresses and as this gets bigger. But what you do need to know is that there was and still is a cabal between government agencies, the mainstream media, and big social media. And the interesting thing is, guys, you and I have known about banning. You and I have known that our posts were being taken down or flagged. How many times have you been flagged with misinformation? You know, COVID. If you put up something about COVID, anything about COVID, anything about COVID, about uh, vaccine hesitancy, about vaccine efficacy, about prophylaxis, about the uh, uh, wearing a mask, about uh, the social distancing, all of that, all of that was censored, but not just by Twitter. I need you to think about this. Why would Twitter, Facebook, the mainstream media, all shut down the same speech, all Shut down the same story. Hunter Biden's laptop. Banned on Twitter. Banned on Facebook. Why? Limited on Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg even admitted it to Joe Rogan. Limited to the point that it wasn't even existence. And on Facebook, you couldn't even message somebody with information. That's how bad it was. Now, where do you suppose, do you suppose that Twitter and Facebook got together? Do you suppose uh, ABC, CBS, NBC called Twitter and said, hey, man, I heard you're banning Hunter Biden's laptop speech. Just wanted to see if you're cool if we do it too. No. I believe with the evidence we already know and with the evidence forthcoming, we are going to find out that the DHS certainly, with its disinformation board that they created that still exists even though it was discovered in a uh, hearing earlier there this year with Alejandro Mayorkas that that had, had existed they had already created they were holding holding meetings already they were already holding meetings with Facebook and Twitter they were already holding meetings so if you just think it's a couple of posts on Twitter that the Biden administration is was able to get in touch with Twitter and have them pulled down you're high you're out of your nut And I have compiled a list of things that are directly related to all of the things that you and I have been saying for the last three to five years about politics, about our conservative ideals that have been flagged or removed on Facebook and Twitter at least, at least but you know what's even worse? And this is kind of uh, superfluous, I guess, and not related directly to what happened with the DHS. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, for sure, the mainstream media, by the way. I don't know about the New York Times, but they always throw the party line. I don't know about all the other media, although New York Times not covering this story today, by the way, even though it's the biggest thing ever. But uh, we, we know that they've been all work, working together. But there were also other things. For instance, Hollywood. Now, I said a week ago, I said um, we have a, a conservative apartheid having in the country. We, we've had a, a, a conservative apartheid in the country, meaning that if you are conservative in Hollywood, there you literally on the hands of, uh, of both of your on the on the fingers of both of your hands, you can count the number of out of the closet conservatives there are in Hollywood. That was made worse by Twitter working with the federal government. And I've got some audio from James Woods, who is going to sue the Democrat National Committee with regard to the destruction of his career, with the inability to be able to express himself. And the most important thing you need to remember, and I've said this from the get-go, with regard to Facebook and Twitter, they don't need to honor your First Amendment. They don't. Not one little bit. Now, originally, my argument with regard to being booted off Twitter and Facebook and being censored was that uh, the platforms originally were for rather, you know, uh, light uh, things like reconnecting with your high school friends or posting pictures of your vacation. And then around 2015, people started posting political opinions, and that's when the powers that be at some of these large companies began to flag conservatives. Uh, I know that all of my networks in 2018 were taken down on Facebook. They were all conservative on October 30th of 2018. So this clearly was happening. Then you got the FBI working with Facebook, uh, working with uh, Twitter, I should say, really, and uh, YouTube to shut down the Hunter Biden laptop in 2020. And in 2016, the FBI colluding with Hillary Clinton, creating a dossier to surveil Donald Trump, his campaign, his president, his transition team, and his presidency. So this goes back a long way, and they really put the foot on the gas after Joe Biden was elected. And I'm going to ask you this real quick, too. The day after the election, on all social media, you could not question the election. That happened. So if you didn't think that this has tentacles into the, the deep state, and particularly the Biden presidency and candidacy, you would be absolutely wrong. Here's a number. It's 800 I'm going to open this question here. Uh, what do you recall being shut down for discussing on social media? I've got a list of about 50 things that they declared verboten. And I know that it came from the deep state working with both Facebook, Twitter, mainstream media, uh, all relevant social media outlets. I might also mention Instagram. Uh, I'm not sure about TikTok because I don't mess with TikTok. Anyway, all of that is coming up. 800-922-6680. This is a special New York edition of The Rob Carson Show.
4: Twitter Twitter. One of the most important things. You don't have any suicidal thoughts, do you Elon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not have any suicidal thoughts. I, uh, I, I, if I commit a suicide, it's not real.
3: <laughs> that is, uh, by the way, Elon Musk, the uh, new owner of Twitter. On Friday, assuring the public that he wasn't suicidal. Yeah, we live in uh, an age that uh, we have to concern ourselves with uh, being murdered by the government, I guess. Maybe in passing, maybe it's a joke. But, I mean, really? You know, kind of? <laughs> you know, you think about this. Th- th- this uh, this entire uh, Twitter fiasco, big social media fiasco, uh, really makes any Hollywood rendition of uh, The Swamp in Washington, D.C., pale by comparison. Honestly, it it used to be there were movies that you'd go, wow, but could you imagine if things were like that in Washington, D.C.? And then you realize... And then you realize how bad it is. Uh, this is Elon Musk on Friday during a little, uh, I guess it was an online chat with some folks. I didn't get in this. I know that I think uh, Sebastian Gorka got involved in it. Here he is talking about uh, what he's going to release to the public. This is unedited.
2: Yeah, I was just wondering if all all accounts that were requested to have things taken down by the DNC and by the Biden campaign even ones that have nothing to do with the Hunter Biden laptop, if they will also be released? Yes. Um, the
4: uh, intent is to release uh, all the files. Um, so it's not like anything that's hidden or anything. Yeah, we can yep. hear you know,
5: yeah,
6: right. yeah, yeah, you cut out. Yeah, you cut out for
3: a second. so basically, what he's saying is that they're going to release um, a lot of uh, information that won't come as a surprise to you and me, uh, and really won't come as a surprise to the New York Times. It really won't come as a surprise to ABC, CBS, NBC. They already know. Dear God in heaven, they're playing along. They're playing along. Apparently, there was some uh, widespread internal and external concern about suppressing the uh, Hunter Biden laptop uh, before the election of uh, 2020, a decision made without the CEO, Jack Dorsey's knowledge, spearheaded by Vijaya Gotti, who is this uh, person who had the... uh, the cojones to immigrate to the united states from india then take over a company and shut down freedom of expression like the uh like form the soviet union it's kind of sad when you think about it yeah apparently there was widespread unease with the decision and concerns about it could be explained to lawmakers and the public here's the thing they could have cared less about uh the decision to shut down the story the only thing they cared about was explaining it to lawmakers and the public and here's the sad Thing is, that most lawmakers were down with it. They were completely, completely down with it. And they literally, there were people who, a lot of people in Congress, who knew that Twitter was shutting down the story, and they said essentially that the First Amendment is not absolute. Now, I agree with you. The First Amendment is not absolute. I can't run out and I can't say I'm going to murder everybody in the public square. You can't do that. However, your political opinion is not an absolute that can be eliminated. It is uh, nonsense. This is Representative Ronnie Jackson. He says that uh, what we discovered Friday, which is being ignored by all the big players in the mainstream media, big surprise, he said it's going to get a lot bigger. We had a presidential candidate and now president working directly with social media to undermine their political opponents. This is Soviet era type stuff. This has to be fixed. And what I think will happen, Rachel, is that when we get the House back, we're going to have subpoena power. We're going to be able to decide what the committees meet on and what we investigate. I think that we'll have whistleblowers that will come out of the woodwork, that will come out and tell us great in great detail, uh, just like Elon Musk is, on exactly what happened. Maybe even elaborate on what happened at Twitter. But talk to us about what happened at Facebook and what? Google and other what? places as well. What? So we've got a big job ahead of us. Yes. And really the, freedom, the freedoms that we have in this country depend on it. What about this? Here's something you haven't talked about. Have you tried to Google something on the Hunter Biden laptop? When you tried to Google something on Hunter Biden's laptop, I don't know, a couple of years ago, did it show it was misinformation? Well, of course it did, because Google is in on it too. You know it as well. You try to Google any negative story about Hillary Clinton, it's going to be buried pages in. They're all in it together, guys, and the most sickening thing about it, and I've said it from the beginning, I said that in the United States of America, our press has a choice. They can choose the the narrative of the party in power, uh, which just happens to be Democrats, although they've been down with Democrats forever and the Democrat agenda, and they've been demonizing conservatives and the Republican Party forever. So that said, but the thing is, they had a choice because of the First Amendment, and They chose to do what they had to do in places like the Soviet Union. They chose to bed down with socialists and censors, just like they did in Cuba, just like they're doing in North Korea. And it's really, quite simply, sickening. And I would hope that this will ultimately mean that those in the media will be exposed, and those in big C social media will be exposed as tools for the government. And that's about it and i came up with this list of things that i have noticed were suddenly verboten not only on twitter but on facebook but uh largely uh shut down on google on the mainstream media and you can add to the list if you would like but here are some of them uh donald trump of course which begs another question if hunter biden's laptop were banned by Twitter because the Biden administration at the time Biden campaign said, shut down the story. Don't you suppose they had something to do with shutting down Donald Trump? That's the seed. That's the big one right there. Because if they were able to do this about Hunter Biden's laptop, you know that they had something to say about banning Donald Trump before the election, and then banning him permanently afterwards. That is huge. Coming up, we've got uh, Sean and Emma from the National Report on Newsmax to talk about everything.
2: Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD.
1: This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit Kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely.
4: His pronouns are
2: he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show.
3: We are broadcasting live from the Newsmax studios on the new floor. Nineteen, which last year when I was here it looked a lot like the Nakatomi building when they were building it. I just expected Bruce uh, Willis to you know, yeah. knock a window out and swing with a fire hose. Uh, anyway, we got a couple special guests. Sean and Emma from uh, National Report on Newsmax join us in the studio. Uh, hello, welcome to both of you. We'll say hi to Emma first. Hello, Emma.
0: Hello, Rob. Thanks for having us. We just got off the show. I know so you So we're did. so happy to see you. And
3: you guys were in the fog of prep before I uh, entered the green room a little while ago. So I want to thank you for finding the time to uh, come and, and enjoy me, Sean. Good to see you again as well. Yeah,
5: you know I can always appreciate a good Die Hard reference. I was I was waiting for Hans Gruber, uh, <laughs> uh on tower. Yes, you and, know it's Christmas season when you see that. Well,
3: and, and you know what? And I think isn't the debate over about it That's being a christmas, it. Movie. Is a christmas movie you no know, it's a yeah. christmas movie Absolutely. it was funny i brought it up last week cuz one of the what uh, the greatest christmas songs of all time and you know we always go to standards we go to you know nat cole sure. uh singing a uh, christmas song you right. know all that but one of the greatest christmas songs ever is from Die Hard. It is when uh, Bruce Willis was driving to the Nakatomi Building in the back of the limo. Uh-huh. It was Run DMC Christmas and Hollis.
5: Oh, that's right. Run yeah. DMC Christmas yeah.
3: and Hollis. Yep. And I brought it up last week because uh, you know it just, it's a great song. First of all, it samples a really killer song from the yeah. past. And yeah. but uh, but uh, the the uh, oh, the dr- guy who was driving the car. Do you remember? Yeah, the, the limo the, drivers. Yes. What was his name?
5: Uh, See, I can't well, you know he, your, your pop culture okay, I don't remember saying, I know he's Amazon fi- here going, dear god he, I wasn't Sean
0: is our trivia Tuesday movie guy No he's,
5: he's from Family Matters right? He played the dad on Family Matters I believe
3: No no no, no that was the cop I'm talking oh. about the limo driver
5: the, the I don't know the driver
3: Argyle Oh my God! See, here's the thing: if you think you know pop-blown, if you think if you think you know pop culture, you don't know pop culture. I, just I did leave. music radio for 20 I, years. Bob Carson. I know. <laughs> so, I know so much about Will you nothing. You come to trivia with us, please. We
5: do you're invited.
0: Show.
3: Yeah, we would own it. We would absolutely yeah. Yeah. own it. Well,
5: you it. would own it. I would be eating wings and beer, <laughs> and I'll go along. I'll
0: write down the answers. Right. You just tell so, me.
3: I, I do want to get to the news of the day here, uh, Emma. You're from St. Louis, yes. and you live in New York. How long have you lived in New York?
0: Coming up on three years. Okay.
3: How is things... Because you came here when it was, dear God, dystopian nightmare, to last year, which was pretty bad, not as bad. This year, fortunately, new mayor this year... Maybe cares a little bit more about law enforcement, but but what is your? How has the city changed since you moved here?
0: Well, it was it was great when I moved here, and then COVID hit, and it was a disaster. It was <laughs> sure. so depressing, quite frankly. We had to be here because we we came into work every yeah, day, yeah. Uh, and the news continued on. And of course, we wanted to get out any information we had at that time about what was going on in in COVID. But at seven p.m., everyone got up and they clapped and they banged their pots for the healthcare workers. It was very dystopian. The streets wow. were empty. It was wild. Then fast forward, you're trying to get back to coming uh, to the city and everything that it's supposed to feel like, and you got to show a vaccine card to no show more. that you're vaccinated before going in, and there were re- restrictions on how many people could dine at a restaurant at a time. <laughs> it was crazy, and uh, now it's pretty much back to normal. When you think about your the fun parts of New York, so going out to a show yeah. and going out to eat, that feels more normal, yeah. but. Definitely the crime thing I think is is what's taken over in its place where you just feel a bit uncomfortable when you're yeah. using public transit.
3: Oh my lord. Because I can't of even all imagine. the stories we've covered. Well you got 24, 25 people shoved in front of trains. Oh that happens all the time. That's happening in St. Louis. No, it's not. Uh, it's 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 I don't even know what to say. It's so bizarre it's to be sad. quite honest.
0: It really is sad because so many people rely on getting on public transit to get around the city. And when that impacts your daily life, the no. fact that you are fearful when you're riding a train and I take public transit, sometimes I take it to get to the airport. It's yeah. easier than, yeah. than, uh, any sort of other way to do it because you can beat the traffic Yeah, and you always stand on the pu- subway platform near a column. That yeah. way you're, you're protecting yourself against potentially having someone coming up behind you. That's my advice to anyone who's visiting oh, the yeah. city. Stand, yeah. you know, in front of a column to protect yourself.
3: Yeah, don't stand over the tracks with your phone to take a selfie. Exactly. Not a good idea. Not a good... Sean, you've lived here. how good... here at the same time, I yeah. Did
5: so really? Where'd you really? Yeah. Where did you come from originally? Um, mm-hmm. Originally from Charleston, but I moved here from New Orleans. That's right. I knew you were.
3: Yeah. Uh, what about your perceptions of uh, of the city? Uh, with regard to where it was when you moved here.
5: <laughs> Look, I moved here um, in January of 2020, and, and obviously it's a similar situation uh, New York was open up. Except for me personally, I was going through a breakup. Me and my yeah, girlfriend moved yeah. here together. Yeah. Then we broke up. Then the pandemic happened. Then the lockdown happened. So I'm more of like, I'll stand is here. Is that when you it,
3: started all the drinking? I, I started. Because I heard. I, I it was, was pretty bad.
5: Yeah, well, I stuck to beer and then it went to the hard stuff, you know? I'm more of like, I'm going to stand closer to the track because, you know, it's just been rough. So she I'm going to take me, my I chances.
3: I'm take my chances. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so let's it's talk. The big story, you guys, obviously, uh, the big one of the big stories of the day is what happened with Twitter. Uh, the Twitter files on Friday. I'm not sure what has come out since. I've had some printer issues and network issues uh we'll start with emma what do you think about what happened on friday what do you think uh is yet to come and i want to ask you also i don't know where you are politically i don't know if you're conservative or whatever but what have you noticed in the last couple of years with regard to social media what was verboten because it was more than hunter biden's laptop go ahead yeah no
0: i just think you know if you're on social media and you're using the app you think okay i follow these accounts i expect these stories to show up on my timeline, because yeah. for whatever reason, I like what the New York Post has to report on or I like the New York Times or I like watching Newsmax. And sure. so I want to be getting all the information that they're sharing with me and then I'll read the articles and I'll come to my own conclusions about what the context of the article is yeah. that didn't happen with the New York Post. It just did not. And it happened at a very crucial time when some people might be going to social media or going to news outlets and news organizations and reading up on things. Now, this one had to do with the son of a candidate for the highest office in the land. So if you wanted more information from your New York Post Twitter account, you just wouldn't get it at the time. I think that was the biggest thing that disturbed me the most as a reporter, just the lack of access to that information. And I think now through the twitter files we've kind of seen what's been going on behind the scenes the sort of back and forth between the the heads at twitter who again we don't really know them publicly uh-uh. right they're just uh-huh. kind of they're staffers within the organization uh-huh. we have some names but they're the ones who are making these key decisions about what twitter users are getting to see or not
3: this is um uh incredibly troubling for me because i not only saw the what was being uh, uh, flagged or shut down on twitter including people people And those people got shut down on other corresponding uh, social media sites. And by the mainstream media. That's why I believe when you look at what the DHS was doing with its disinformation bureau, with the things that we are finding about f- Twitter and Facebook working with the DHS, I think this is going to get a whole heck of a lot bigger, guys. I really, really do. But uh, Sean, y- you fortunately uh, you like to post a lot of kitten photos. Those weren't affected. They weren't affected. But, but let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, leave my cats out of there. <laughs> dang it Darn you, Carson. Uh, but but what are you beyond? I mean obviously, your thoughts are on Twitter and the Hunter Biden Laptop. Let me ask you this, though. Let me, mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a news reporter. Mm-hmm. You guys both are – you chose to be journalists for a reason. That was because you have a – you realize how important journalism is mm-hmm. to the balance of power, right? How did you feel when Twitter and others said no to the Hunter Biden Laptop story? And then also – the, just mention the Hunter laptop party. As far as how important it is in a news cycle that a vice president's son was involved like this,
5: well, it's difficult to watch, right? Um, especially at that time. And I think a lot of us had a conversation of this because essentially what they did, the Post, is they wrote a story based on the facts that they had at the time. And yeah. it's one thing to say, hey, this isn't factual. But it's another to say, oh, I don't like this content. What could this content do? Could this content uh, affect the election or not it affect voters going to the polls? Um, do they take this with them? Were those decisions to throttle those uh, those accounts or to throttle that story um, based on uh, the election, or was it about the release of the information on the, the the laptop? And that's kind of where we are. We're in the thick of this right now, right. really figuring it out. We m- many people know, and they feel in their heart, we know exactly what happened. But as news journalists, We have to provide fact. We have to verify, right? And that's important to get to the viewer so that you, the viewer, can make the decision and come to the conclusion. Why wasn't the New
3: York Post story good enough? Why wasn't it good enough to be able to share? Was there something wrong with the news story? No, it was 100% true. They had done the work. It was just a news story. New York Post was was responsible for it. Why couldn't that be shared on Twitter? Duh! It's not about this other nonsense. I don't think it's anything about this. It might have been, uh, you know, uh, 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 st- you know, taken offline. Somebody took it hacked. It yeah. might have been hacked. That was a big bull,
5: yeah.
3: baloney. The New York Post should have been able to share their story. Anybody should have been able to share that story. But I want you to think about this, Donald Trump, and I. You can offer an opinion. Or you're a journalist. Donald Trump was banned before. Was taken off Twitter before the election. Donald Trump was banned permanently on Twitter after the election. Don't you suppose if the Biden administration were involved in shutting down the Hunter Biden laptop before the election and then after the election, gone until recently, don't you suppose that might be a possibility that the Biden administration may have had something to do with with Donald Trump being banned?
5: Elon Musk says there will be more smoking guns to come. Yep. And what this drop is, is what we've seen so far, yep. that he mentions the Biden team. Um, in terms of taking accounts down, and then the response was handled. That's kind of where my head goes now, is will there be names? Will we find out names? The big takeaway, and what I'm trying to tell viewers on, on National Report, and also on social media, is this. You're you're waiting on an outcome, right? You've got all this information. You're like, okay, what are you going to do with these people now? What are you are, are you are you going to handle this? Or are we just going to sweep this under the rug? Come January, if you if you talk to any Republican lawmaker that we have on the shows, they plan on their oversight committee heavily looking into this. But will names be released? When you hear Elon Musk is concerned. For his actual well-being, and, and the term assassination pops up <laughs> yeah. on social media, yeah. you're thinking something big is going to
0: drop.
3: Alright, I want to, uh, we've got to take a break. Could you guys stick around for the next segment? Of it course. would be great. Yeah. I, I want to, uh, I, I just think this is an extraordinary time, and I think that we're going to see uh, uh, one of the biggest moments with regard to the First Amendment in the history of the country. Uh, all of that coming up. So coming up, more with us, Sean and Emma from National Report on Newsmax. This is the Rob Carson Show, live from New York. Back in a second. Ah,
2: uh.
3: It is the Rob Carson Show. We are broadcasting live from uh, Newsmax HQ, 19th floor now, new, new floor uh, for the Newsmax headquarters in uh, Manhattan, New York City, and joining us, Sean and Emma of the National Report, um, who both have lived in uh, New York about three years, and uh, I want to go back real quick to the uh, Hunter Biden laptop and the, um, what appears to be censorship uh, before the election and then after the election. Um, Not only did this happen, but guys, think about all the other things that you've not been able to say on social media. And maybe this, I mean, I want to hear a journalist's perspective on this. But this is from somebody who is a, I'm not a journalist, never claimed to be. I tell jokes. I talk. I have opinions. But here are things that I've not been able to say on the air. Vaccine efficacy. Did that come from just Twitter? Or did everybody say you couldn't talk about get vaccine efficacy.
5: That was on, I mean that was everywhere. That was on cable news as well. Everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: What what about just a question about whether there's a prophylaxis that could help with c- curing it.
4: Mm.
3: Why why was there that you I'm not talking about the endorsing. Why yeah. couldn't you say it? Why couldn't you and literally you could not criticize Black Lives Matter online. There was a time when you could not. You got flagged. You would say Black Lives Matter is a whatever whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, China, the origin of the COVID virus, could not say you thought it was China. Why is that, guys? You're journalists, but can't you have an opinion? It, to to a non-journalist, why couldn't I have that opinion? That's why I believe there's much more coming out about this,
0: Yeah, I, about I,
3: shutting down a free speech. Go ahead.
0: I No, I, I think you're right, and I think maybe we could learn more. I want to know who is really calling the shots, right? It was Jack Dorsey, the CEO at the time, but... On a day-to-day basis, how much was he interacting with what was moderated?
3: It sounds like Dorsey was out of the loop on this one. And they had his uh, chief, whatever, I don't have a VG, I don't remember her name. But anyway, had her kind of in charge. Yeah. But I really think this is the tip of the iceberg. You look at this. You've not been able to have, uh, for instance, Trucker's Convoy. Couldn't say a lot about Trucker's Convoy. The Covington Catholic kids. You could not say, hey, I think they're innocent. What You couldn't do it. Uh, you've got um, a defund the police uh, movement. You could not say it. You know, Honestly, guys, think about this as, did you experience anything like that on social media? Were there anyone that you were like, I know you have got to be careful on social. That's can install the kitty photos. I know that. Exactly. But but what? But uh, did you feel like you, you felt pressure on social media to not say things?
5: Um, you know the thing about that. You, you bring up a great point, and I'll tell you this: you have to remember. So when we talk about journalists, but we also answer to somebody, mm-hmm. and that's the network, right? Yes. And so if there are network standards, let's say that some of the mainstream media that have to uphold, they are going to be sent down, here are some things that we want to avoid. I got you. And despite maybe you have questions and opinions by the way i have friends in the industry that you may think they are at a left-leaning network and they are not left-leaning or they're a right-leaning network and they are not (laughs) right-leaning um this does happen but you have to answer to the network you have obviously advertisers involved and it's it's it really is a crazy time i mean how things have evolved here in, in cable
0: news i want to say though for covid at least when we had protests uh, we did a lot of coverage with the trucker convoy protest yeah. on our show, yeah. and that is very different, of course, than what was allowed on Twitter. So, yeah. if you were watching National <clears throat> Report, you were well aware that there were protests going on in the capital of Canada, of people who were not happy with the mandates and the lockdowns. And even if you think back, even if you think back to the pandemic, when you had small business owners coming up and protesting, saying. Why are the churches shut down? Why is my business shut down when the big stores, big box department stores, are open all the time? Yes. We had... Coverage of that as well. I know, and that's and maybe the thing you didn't that, see it on Twitter, but we had it on our show.
3: One hundred percent, I agree. One hundred percent. That's one of the reasons why I'm, you know, very glad to be a part of the organization because right. we did have, and we also had people out there who were willing. Like Greg Kelly's more of a an opinion journalist. Uh, Kelly, you know, he, he he's he's a little. It's a little bit different. He's he is a journalist, but he's also an outstanding conservative speaker you know and and so it was a little bit different there uh but you certainly you do have to align yourself with uh, uh unlike my show standards um you know but uh, but like uh, real quick i want to ask you uh best place in new york city for pizza what, what do you think you've been here for three years emma what do you think
0: i say john's on bleaker
3: is that close
0: it's it's uh, more downtown from here
3: is it now um is is all new? York, and listen, I, I I used to be sh- Midwest, Chicago, deep dish, blah blah blah, uh, but New York pizza is a gift from God. Uh, what about What about you? Sh- what do you think?
5: Uh, Joe's Pizza, it's Greenwich Jones. Village.
3: It's Joe's In Greenwich Village. Okay, yeah. and and for those who don't that's know, that's the
0: rivalry, by the way. What yeah, is it? John's versus Joe's.
3: What, what about? So trust me. What What makes it so good? Real quick, in a nutshell, because we're about running out of time. What What Just makes
0: a, it classic? A, classic New York pie. It's a crust. Yeah, it is. Is it the water? Uh, could be.
3: It, it's, it's,
5: it's 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 the water i mean let's just go ahead and face it that's what it i know is. occasionally when i'll find a favors.
3: cigarette button my uh, my pizza crust <laughs> that's it, what makes it. that's good. what makes it good
5: <laughs> oh that's that's that flavor <laughs> All right, that's guys, guys I,
3: i've got a i've got a break i want to thank yeah. you for finding the time to talk to me it's great to see you i'll see you at the christmas party see you uh sean yeah. again we're talking about matching outfits what are, we wear? are we gonna do that are we I gonna do that so, okay yeah. i got a couple sweaters I'll oh s- good I, I we're the same size so Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining me. Appreciate thanks, it. Rob. Thanks, All right, you bet. This is the Rob Carson Show back in a few. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corps' all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12 gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard earned money. Visit EAA Corp.com. That's EAA Corp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer
2: rush limbaugh shared his comedy for years now you'll hear it here it's the rob carson show
3: it is our number two of the rob carson show as we broadcast live from uh, new york city new york city ladies and gentlemen this would be the uh i think it's the fourth time i've been to new york city there you go so it's uh, it's very uh Uh, An honor to be here. Newsmax has brought me here. Uh, We are uh, five stories up and across the street from where Rush Limbaugh got his start. And uh, the city has changed a lot since I was here last year. Last year was coming out of the pandemic. Uh, This year, much more. Out of the pandemic, but certainly now we're dealing with uh, crime. They still have a, uh, a Democrat mayor who's not quite as uh, much of a Marxist as the previous. You know what? It's interesting about cities like New York City? And I don't understand why this is. But for some reason, particularly with Democrats, they always put people in charge who don't know what the hell they're doing. That's about, you know, you think about this city, right? You, you think that this anywhere, you know, whatever, 10 million, 15, I don't know how many people live in New York City, but you'd think that a the chief administrator would actually have some experience in, uh, I don't know, administration. You've got, you know, you've got uh, the the mayor of uh, Eric Adams is, you know, I don't think he's a, I wouldn't expect a cure from cancer from him anytime soon. Uh, If you just listen to him talk, I mean, it's not, uh, you know, but anyway, it's it's remarkable uh, how many people can be, uh, you know, uh, led by people who don't know what the heck they're doing at all, Kathy Hochul. At all, Eric Adams, and have been before that, Bill De Blasio, but uh, things appear to have gotten uh, uh, have gotten better. Um, I want to get into um, uh, a number of things, including get back to the uh, Twitter story, which is going to show and by the way, here's a there is a uh, headline this morning, find find. I've got several browsers open here. Yeah, um, uh, Josh Hawley is uncovering uh, documents indicating disinformation board was far more advanced than Mayorka's testimony had suggested. Uh, it's going to come out that this, this organization was working. They not only had already hired a leader for it, but they were already informing social media uh, and others uh, about talking points there were a there were reasons why we weren't able to talk about certain things and it all comes down to one thing and that would be the government deciding what is the narrative what is truth and what is not truth on friday of this show if you listen to this i said when you hear the word disinformation who is the only authoritative what is the only authoritative body that can say i'm not talking about truth But can say what disinformation is. Do you think that uh, your local Papa John's could say that, uh, you know, uh, I think that disinformation would be uh, talking about COVID? No, 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 no. It's the government. The United States government is the only authority. The government is the only authority who can declare what is disinformation or misinformation. They're not able to necessarily do that, I guess, uh, statutorily, although they tried to do it with the creation of the disinformation board, which, again, the only show talking about the fact that uh, that the disinformation was created by Joseph Stalin in 1923 is this show right here. But here are some of the things that you've not been able to say on big social media. And why is it? These are also stories that you didn't see in the mainstream media. Why is it? Did they all just decide that none of these stories had merit? Or were their talking points coming down from on high? These are things that are banned, flagged, or taken down from Twitter, also echoed on Facebook, YouTube, and the mainstream media. Also, I might mention Instagram, uh, whatever. Most of the places with the exception. This is why Truth Social exists, why Getter exists, is because we got so scrod by the mainstream media and big social media that they had to create a new venue for people who had been banned. And who banned them? Why did Steve Bannon get banned on Twitter and then get banned on Facebook, and then all of the stories about him in the mainstream media were either negative or completely avoiding him altogether. Why is that? It was because they all decided individually their own reason for, or did they just say, oh, somebody just told us it's misinformation, we can't do that. Oh, wait a minute, Mark Zuckerberg said the government said that there was misinformation out there. Remember that? Here's Mark Zuckerberg talking with Joe Rogan about it.
6: Um, The distribution on Facebook was decreased but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. This is
3: apparently about Hunter Biden's laptop. So when um, you say the distribution has decreased. The, di- the, the distribution was decreased to zero. It,
6: it got shared. It, How does that work? It basically, the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So,
3: yeah, a little bit less. Like 487,000th uh, on the list.
6: So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So uh, nobody saw it. It definitely. By what percentage? I don't know off the top you don't know
3: that um ninety nine point nine 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 nine
6: nine percent of my head but it's 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 meaningful but I mean but basically <laughs> a um a lot of people were still able to share it we got a lot of complaints that that was the case um you know
3: oh you got some complaints where did the complaints come I wonder
6: obviously this is a hyper political issue so depending on what side of the political spectrum you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much well you didn't we'll
3: censor be... the other side no not one little bit
6: but right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as, as Twitter. We- yeah, nonsense.
3: Uh, this is all going to come out, but here are some of the things, that, and if you'd like to add to the list, you may, 800 uh, 922 Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, those are just two personalities. There are thousands, by the way. There are thousands of people who were banned. Thousands banned. Questioning of the election results. In that, now, this is interesting. So on the day after the election in 2020, my Facebook page disappeared Before I could say anything, it wasn't about anything I said the day before, it just disappeared. Now I want you to listen to this, because these are things that I've been thinking about all weekend. So we know now that Twitter was working with the Biden administration to shut down, and the FBI shut down discussion of the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election. We know supposedly that a few people at Twitter uh, fought against it. We know that one person in Congress did. And that's it. And there are a lot of people in Congress who said, no, First Amendment is not absolute. So that was forbidden during the election, before the election. Uh, After the election, did you see anything about Hunter's laptop? No. It was disinformation and misinformation. if you posted on Facebook, Hunter Biden's laptop is real. you'd be flagged. that is disinformation, really, who said disinformation? Oh yeah, the Biden administration. I also said, don't you suppose if the Biden administration could get the talk of Hunter Biden's laptop shut down that they could call uh, Twitter and say, You know, listen, can you just I don't know take take Donald Trump off before the election. You know, like you did with uh, Steve Bannon and other people. And uh, and then the election happened. And not only could you not talk about the election or maybe question the election, but they just decided to get rid of Donald Trump altogether. Don't you suppose that they didn't make that decision on their own? Don't you suppose that somebody told Twitter that they have to take down somebody who has 85 million followers? Don't you suppose... I do not believe, and it will be found out, that this was the case. Questioning of electronic voting machines. You couldn't say it. You couldn't say, you couldn't say, I I just, I, I, you could not say there could be problems with electronic voting machines. Not even a company name couldn't say it could not talk about possible treatments for COVID, including hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. They were immediately decided. The government said they were vote- verboten. And then, of course, Facebook and, uh, and Twitter said get rid of it. All right. By the way, there were studies around the world that showed that hydroxychloroquine was very effective. And do you wonder why there are so few uh, cases of, uh, of COVID coming out of, out of uh, Africa? Because all of those countries, the kids get hydroxychloroquine. The, the the entire population gets hydroxychloroquine. They've got a hydroxychloroquine culture because of malaria. Yeah, but you couldn't say anything about it. You could not talk about January the 6th. You could not talk, and you cannot talk about the January 6th pro, uh, prisoners on many social media. You could not talk about uh, January 6th, possibility of FBI being involved. You could not mention Nancy Pelosi turning down the National Guard. You can't mention Ray Epps. On some social media, FBI infiltration into the crowd, Ashley Babbitt's murder. You couldn't say it's Ashley Babbitt's murder. You couldn't really even say anything about her death. Why is that? Did all of the big social media and the mainstream media just decide that Ashley Babbitt's murder was not a story? Or maybe were they being breathed, uh, maybe there was somebody breathing down their necks. Maybe a little bit of that. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud, considering that a guy actually left the FBI to uh, go to work for Twitter and was in charge of taking down conservative thought. There is that. What else? What else? Oh, all the video inside the White House. Now, that has been, of course, uh, stricken. But, for instance, videos of people who are in the crowd going up, seeing people trying to knock windows out of the Capitol and saying, stop it, and then going over and talking to Capitol Security why they're standing there. Remember those videos? You saw those. maybe, Maybe somebody sent them, but they were taken down. All gone. All gone from big social media. Any question about George Floyd's death, you couldn't uh, You couldn't say, you know, I'm not so sure that George Floyd just died of the cop. Maybe he had fentanyl in his system. Who decided you couldn't say that? The Cubcaf kids. You couldn't say that they were innocents. Child sex trafficking at the border. The defund the police movement. You couldn't say anything about it while it was happening. You couldn't say that it was going to result in more crime. But it did. Any disagreement with the concept of climate change or global warming, you still can't. Is it because of Twitter and Facebook and the mainstream media all acting independently of one another? Or are they getting their marching orders? I would venture to say the last is true and it will be proven. I've got more audio and your thoughts as well. Eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. 6680 This is a Rob Carson Show broadcasting live from Newsmax headquarters in New
2: York City. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factors that make these ships shut down, the ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show.
3: It is the Rob Carson Show as we broadcast live from New York City, ladies and gentlemen. This is our new uh, theme song, by the way. Broadcasting from Newsmax headquarters in the uh, Isle of Manhattan, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mr. Jim Gossett, by the way.
4: Enjoy. Start spreading the news. Rob Carson's in town. Broadcasting from the heart of it. New York, New York. Yes, Rob's paid his dues. You can't keep him down. He's at Newsmax who started it here in New York. Up,
3: oh, we just had a... Ah, we just had a technical glitch. We got a te- technical glitch. We'll have to come back to that guys. I do uh I do apologize. We are in a uh, a new facility and a new uh and a new venue, so it's a little bit uh difficult with regard to um with regard to uh getting you know, getting all the uh all the T's crossed and the, uh, and the I's dotted. Uh, we'll get back to that song in just a second, but we do have much to uh, get to with regard to Hunter's uh, laptop and Twitter. I do want to mention this. I had, I had uh, told you a little bit earlier, I've been accused of being a, a Trump sycophant, I guess, by some people, uh, even though, you know, uh, I support him while he's the president. I, uh, I have supported him while I was a candidate, supported him in the last election, um, and he is the only uh, candidate right now. And uh, because I haven't decided, you know, that Ron DeSantis is the guy, uh, I'm a trick Trump sycophant. That said, um, I will say what I believe is probably true with most of you, and that is uh, if Donald Trump is the candidate, you'll vote for Donald Trump. If Ron DeSantis is the candidate, you'll vote for Donald Trump. If Mike Pence is the candidate, I think all bets are off. There you go. I think uh, there will be a lot of people, if anybody tries to move to the fore, Larry Hogan, the governor of of, uh, Maryland, who believes he can be the president. He thinks he has the, uh, I guess, the popularity and the track record to be president. He's never going to be there. He's going to be on MSNBC if he's lucky. But if there is a, an establishment candidate, if there is someone who even hints at establishment, they will not be the candidate. And uh, for the foreseeable future, they will not be a serious candidate. Why is that? Because Donald Trump changed everything. And more importantly to the American people, the thing that he changed was becoming the president and actually doing what you told America you were going to do. And that's why Mike Pence is a poser. And that's why Larry Hogan is a poser. And that's why Mitt Romney is a poser. And that's why George Bush was a poser. Because they moved to Washington, D.C., and what did they do? What did they do? Same old, same old. Back to the poll. Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Zogby. Now, Zogby, you know, uh, generally is uh, less left of center than most. I wouldn't say that Zogby is exclusively a conservative poll. I would venture to say also Rasmussen is not the same way. But uh, Zogby is now saying that Ron DeSantis is way out in front. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Donald Trump's out in front, 47 to 28. 47 to 28, Trump leagues among, uh, leads among most uh, surveyed uh, demographics, including all regions, especially in the South. In the South, where he uh, has a 52 percent, 52 percent of voters would vote for him. Urban voters, 53. Really? Really? What? Younger voters, 18 to uh, 29, says here 58 percent of those people would vote for Donald Trump. I know this shouldn't be happening. He's yesterday's news. Female voters, 49%. Non-college educated voters, 53. Hispanic voters, are you ready for this? 58% support Donald Trump. You know why? Cuz he did he, he did what he said he was going to do. Generation Z, my daughter and my son's age. 62% when given a choice between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis said, we're going to vote for, and if Gen Z shouldn't vote for old guys, right? Of course, Ron DeSantis is an old guy compared to them as well. Weird millennials, 56% Gen X. Me right here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not a big surprise, a little bit higher. 60% support Donald Trump. Mike Pence placed third. You want to know what he's uh, he's pulling in? About 8%. Not going to make you the candidate there, uh, buddy. Ain't going to happen. That's why I think that uh, uh, if it does become a uh, Trump-DeSantis primary race, I think Trump will get it. Uh, If it's no DeSantis, Trump will absolutely, 100%, no doubt get it. And if Donald Trump goes to uh, the 2024 election, presuming something doesn't happen before then, uh, then I think he'll be elected president of the United States. Because they keep trying to hammer nails into his casket, and it's not working. It's not working. And people don't like the direction of the country. And then there's this. CBO released a worrying report last week warning that economic growth will slow down for 2023. Huh says here that according to CBO's current assessment, economic growth will probably be slower in 2023. And look here. It says here that uh, inflation and interest will probably go higher over the next two years. Now, this is kind of strange because, if I'm not mistaken, we were promised that the Inflation Reduction Act would take care of all of that. Remember that? Remember the Inflation Reduction Act? Do you remember that... Uh, There's nothing about it that has anything to do with inflation. Did you know that? Did you know that the only inflation reduction that you will see, the only benefit that you will see in this act, which spends a gigantic amount of money on green energy nonsense and the IRS, the only way you're going to see any sort of deflation Is tax credits when you buy solar panels and that's about it and tax credits when you buy thirty thousand dollars worth of new windows for your house you'll be able to save some money that's your inflation reduction act and that's what we have to look forward to in 2023 you were sold a bill of goods on the inflation reduction act you knew it I knew it, and now even the CBO is saying, yeah, it's not going to do anything about it whatsoever. Rob Schmidt, one of my favorite personalities on Newsmax, joins us next on a New New York edition of the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere.
2: Ah, uh, mmm.